Good morning, everybody. We're recording, so if you want to put yourself on mute, that would be totally marvellous. Thank you very much. Monday House Group is... On Monday? On Monday, correct answer. And it's going to start at 8.15 tomorrow on Zoom. Fiona, I'm rude. I'm pointing at you because she's leading it over the next couple of months or so. So that's going to be marvellous. So if you want to uh, look at the link on Zoom, it's in the Tuesday email, or you can ask me for the number and I'll soon tell you about that. So that's the uh, Monday House Group starting tomorrow at 8.15 on Zoom. Church Council meeting a week on Thursday, the 15th of October. That's going to be on Zoom as well. We know that uh, possibly the, one of the main things we're going to be doing is discuss Christmas. It's not like uh, a few hundred years ago when people were discussing when Christmas should be, just like Easter. Uh, we're not discussing that because we know when it's going to be. But it's just how are we going to celebrate Christmas this year? That would be one of the discussions. Uh, if you can't make it, some people have said already, that's brilliant. Let me know directly. Don't pass it on to other people because it's we can't really do that because we never know. Uh, well, I'm starting at eight o'clock and I don't know if someone's going to come on at one minute past eight and want to do apologies. So we just don't do that. We just do the apologies through me. It just keeps it a lot easier. If there's anything you want on the agenda, tell me by next Sunday. If you can't make it but want to say something, let me know by next Sunday and we'll make sure all that's covered as well. If I usually deliver uh, an onward to you, I'd have done that last Friday. If you didn't get one, of course, it's going to come in the Tuesday email. Today is the first in a series of talks on listening in great prayers of the Bible. So we'll be looking at praying and uh, connected things over the next nine weeks. There's going to be breakout rooms at the end of the service today. So let's uh, enjoy that if we can stay. That's going to be wonderful. Jill's leading today. I'm doing the speaking, but it's over to Jill now. Let's pray. God, thank you that we can continue to meet together on Zoom. Thank you that you are still good. You are still faithful. You are still kind. God, all the things that you always ever have been, you still are because you never change. God, we thank you that you've given us this morning to receive and to give, to bless and to serve. God, we ask that you will help us today to be your church, albeit split apart and in our homes. But God, we are still your church. God, will you come and, and um, yeah, speak to us this morning. Help us to do church the way that you want us to do church this morning. Amen. We are in a battle, folks. I uh, guess some of you uh, will know that um, very well. I wanted to encourage you with these uh, words from Ephesians. Um, and actually on House Group tomorrow, we are going to be starting, what Fiona's going to be doing is a new series um, based around Ephesians. So we'll get to this um, uh, at some point as well, I'm sure. Um, so Ephesians 4, this is verses 1 to 6. Paul is saying, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, 
one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. When life is tough, we need to get, you know, determined to, to, to do the right thing and to keep battling on. So let's do it. Let's keep battling. Let's keep being humble and gentle and patient and bearing with one another in love. Let's make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. God is still God. He hasn't changed. And we're going to hear some new things today, um, a new series on, on prayer. That's going to be great. Um, and yeah, we're, we're ready. I'm ready. I hope you're ready too. We're going to start by, uh, by singing a, a declaration um, about... Um, yeah, having the right attitude, really, and, and following God, which is uh, my lighthouse. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that right now.
We want to see the church grow. We want to see NCF in Nuneaton, Lord, grow. And we thank you that you've sent John to uh, minister to us. So we pray for him and Jill, and we pray for each member this morning that are, are in with us now. We ask that you'll visit each home, that you will bless Kath, Lord, and that you will strengthen her. And Lord, that you'll get rid of this cold. And when she's just feeling down, you, you send someone, Lord, just to build her up. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you are a personal God. And we pray, Lord, that you'll bless Betty and that she'll recover as well. For anyone, Lord, who's not feeling well today or might be feeling lonely, we ask, Lord, that you would undertake and that you would give them a blessing in just meeting here together. We thank you, Lord, for all the churches in Nuneaton that we pray all the time for each one that are meeting. And we pray, Lord, that you would indeed uh, gather your church, that you would send a revival, that Nuneaton would become alive with a revival for you. So, Lord, we just leave this with you and we ask, Lord, that you would undertake. We think, Lord, for in our word, it tells us that in your word, you tell us to pray for those in authority. And this morning, Lord, we need to pray. We need to pray for all of our country, for our politicians, for the world, Lord, with this pandemic going on and all the divisions and the different uh, things that come out, Lord. Sometimes it's confusing, but we pray, Lord, that you, that you, that they would turn to you, Lord, and that they would seek your face. We think of Boris Johnson, Lord, and we ask that he would be uh, forthright and, and, and truthful, Lord, and, and just stir up the country to be encouraging, Lord. Lord, for their president, you ask us to pray for the world and their leaders, and we pray for um, Mr. Trump, Lord, and we just ask that you would indeed help him while he's going through this COVID. Lord, that you would speak to him too. Lord, we leave all of these in your hand because sometimes, Lord, we just don't know where we're going and what is happening. But thank you. Thank you that you're in charge and that you're here with us. So today, Lord, thank you. We can't thank you enough for all that you've done for us. And we just pray for all of our young people that are in uni, Lord, that um will keep safe from this virus and all the young people in going to schools, that you'd keep them safe. John, as he goes in once again to start teaching, that you would keep him safe too. So Lord, take today, take our praise, take our worship and take our prayers. And we just thank you in the precious name of Jesus for your love and your care to us. Amen. Great, thanks, Phyllis. Um, Sinjin, you gonna share something with us? Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hi, good to see you all. Uh, just, just update. I know most of you, you know that I've been engaged with kind of, you know, lawsuits and all those things with a current church in Korea. <laughs> uh, so I'm still in process of two lawsuits going on. And then both, uh, that's from our side, uh, me and victim families, we sue the church leaders because they are still strongly manipulating and 
controlling the church members to disconnect with the family members itself. So it has not been really good so far. Uh, the police investigation was not really good. So I knew that I need to go back to Korea uh, for this lawsuit because I'm the sword, but I haven't got any police investigation, prosecutor's investigation because COVID mainly. And then now I really think I need to go to Korea again. So there are two lawsuits going on. And then one petition to the government to really kind of bring this issue up so that the government, even they can investigate because uh, this church has been completely destroying uh, family members and uh, the, there has been a huge damages in its families. So I'm leaving tomorrow and then I have to self-isolate for two weeks. And then I initially, I have uh, three weeks for this uh, process to push this process. And then I'm supposed to come back on the 11th of November, but uh, depending on how the situation is going on there. So I might stay longer or come back. And then if I come back, basically I need to self-isolate for two, another two weeks. So it's quite a lot of time and energy and money consuming, but I do believe God is gonna release and God is gonna free those who are captives and damaged. So I will value your prayer because David, she went off to uni last Friday and then I'm going off again. And then all of a sudden three people family members now, uh, you know, staying in England. And then there is quite a lot of different family dynamics. So if you can remember me and my whole process and my family uh, in England, I think it would be so, yeah, happy and grateful. Thank you very much. Brilliant, right, we're actually gonna do that right now. So can you unmute yourselves, please? Great, most people are there. That's it, let's all be unmuted if you want to. But it would just be great if we can all now pray for Susan um, and for um, their family, uh, obviously as this is going on over the next few weeks. Now, we can pray all at the same time if you like. That will be a big noise, perhaps might be nice if, if we just jump in quickly one after another. Short prayers, yes. Thank you. Let's pray, church. Thank you, Lord, that Sinjin is a trailblazer for you. Lord, be with him, help him, and Lord, bless his journey to and from. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. God, thank you that you have your hand upon every member of that family, from um, Rua to Sinjin and all the way in between. Thank you that you will be with each one of them. And I pray for your peace that passes you. understanding to stay on the whole in your name and for your glory. Amen. 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 Lord, we pray for protection for Sunjin as he goes back to Korea, Lord Jesus. We pray for every protection he needs while he's there from coronavirus and any other thing, Lord, that may come to want to uh, disturb the peace that you have for him and the victory that you have for him. Let him really trust in you, Lord Jesus, all the way, every step of the way, help him to depend on you, on your wisdom and your love and your discernment and your guidance. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, Father, we just pray that uh, you will have gone ahead and prepared the ground for Sinjin. Father, he can go with confidence knowing that you are there before him. 
that you have put things in place which he will find amazing when he gets there. Amen. That Father, he will see a process unfold that really just speaks uh, to him and about your goodness and your greatness. So, Father, help him to go with confidence, knowing that you are there before him and you have prepared ground. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, even when we walk through the darkest of valleys, we know that you are there with us and you are with this family. Help them to know that in a real and vibrant way, wherever they are. Be career, England, universities, schools, at the kitchen sink. Lord, we know this, these things affect us emotionally, uh, physically, in all sorts of ways. But Lord, you are our strength. You are yes. our strength. Lord, help them to know that in a real way right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you so much, everybody. Let's go back onto mute then now, and we're going to uh, sing another song, uh, Draw Me Close to You. We can use this as a prayer as well to pray for the Kims, um, but also for ourselves.
overheard a conversation between two people. It might be a couple who are whispering sweet nothings to each other. It might be a parent or a grandparent answering another why question to a child. It could be two people arguing over something or other really loudly down the street or wherever it might be. It might be some neighbours who are relaxing loudly in their garden while you're sitting quietly trying to relax. <laughs> Months ago, it might have been at a friend's house or someone that you know, just at a party and all you overheard was just general chit chat. Do you know, I like listening to other people. And it tells you all sorts of things about them. Sometimes the person that you're listening to, either in a conversation or you're just overhearing, not on purpose, of course, you're just overhearing them, aren't you? But they might just be talking about themselves a lot. Or they might be talking about their family or they might be talking about their next holiday, their cruise or wherever they want to go. Some people I know that can't help talking about their faith in God. Some people talk about their career and some people maybe talk about their pets or their dodgy knees. Some people I know talk about the golden age of their past 
where some people talk about their aspirations and their hopes for the future the most. Listening to other people really helps you to get to know them. I wonder what you talk about the most. That's rhetorical and you're all on mute anyway. So even if you were talking to me, even if you're saying something, I couldn't hear you. But I wonder what you talk about the most when you're in conversations with other people. Do you know, there's thousands of conversations in the Bible and they're all there to teach us something. There's many conversations where people are having a chat, for want of a better word, with God. And he replies, or maybe God initiates the conversation with people. And of course, we call these prayer, don't we? And prayer conversations are fascinating. So today and for the next eight weeks, we're going to be thinking about conversations in the Bible. As I've shown you already, here it is, listening in, great prayers of the Bible. And so I want us all to just be thinking over these next few weeks of different conversations of prayer with God that we read about in the Bible. Now, over the last sort of few months of our, as I've been thinking about this series, I've asked myself some questions. And maybe you ask these questions as well. They're all on the poster. Now, I know there's one in the church and not many of you will see that, but this is going to be on the Tuesday email as well this week. So you'll be able to look at it and just think about the questions a bit more if they're helpful to you. There are six questions. What is prayer? What might God do? What should I do? What can I learn from others who have prayed? What's the point of prayer? Why is prayer still crucial in the 21st century? And the idea is over the next few weeks isn't for any of us to feel demoralised, thinking, oh, he's talking about prayer again. I don't, pr I don't pray enough. I don't pray about the right things. Can you see me getting lower? No, the idea isn't for us to feel demoralised and defeated in prayer. The idea is to feel encouraged and to feel, right, I'm going to put that into practice. That's a good idea. There's several people that are booked to share already. And so I'm sure we're going to get lots of ideas about prayer and the conversations of prayer in the Bible. Corrie ten Boom, she said this, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? They look very similar in shape, don't they? Your steering wheel and your spare tire. But in my car, and I've had it since uh, 2006, I've never used a spare tyre. It's always, I've not had a puncture because I don't need it. So it's a spare, spare tyre because I've no need of it. But is that how prayer is for you? Or is it integral to the journey you're making? Because without a steering wheel, I couldn't really get off my drive let alone go downtown or drive to wherever we're going to drive to. So is prayer your steering wheel or is it your spare tyre? That's the bottom line of prayer. For me, the priority of spending time with God. And it's brilliant. We all know this. God has given us all an invitation to be with him, not just for a quick five minutes in the morning where we can say a few quick things or read some short passages of scripture, 
but it's a lounging around. I'm putting my feet on a, on the chair. I don't often do that. But it's a lounging around, just taking it easy, not rushing away, because that is what prayer is all about. Not being hurried, not being pressurised. Nearly always, it's just stopping where we are. But more of that in a moment. I think we're all familiar with Isaiah 55, verse 1. And that's a brilliant invitation for us to have a conversation of prayer with God. In the NIV, it says this. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Like I say, we're all familiar with that. But this week I was looking at the Hebrew for it and there was an interesting word at the start of the sentence. And that interesting word was hoy. In English, we'd spell it H-O-Y. And I know when I was at school, perhaps the same as you, we did things like grammar. Hoy is an interjection. Need I say more? I'm going to whether you like it or not. An interjection expresses a spontaneous or strong feeling. And you'll often get an exclamation mark at the end of it when it's written down. Here's some examples. Hurrah! Alas. Oh! Yippee! Ouch! They're all interjections. And what God is doing at the beginning of this invitation is giving an interjection. Hoy. Some uh, translations say, ho, listen, hey. But I really liked how the Amplified Bible says it. And it says this. Wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the waters and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. Wait, listen. That's what God's calling us to do. And do you know why? Because we're all busy doing stuff. God is saying in a strong voice, Oi, you, hang about. Stop right where you are. Wait and listen. God wants to get our attention. God wants to start a conversation with all of us. And he's using an interjection to get our attention. Because I know, without exception, he wants to give each of us a special invitation. Everyone who's watching and listening today or in the future, everyone has got an invitation to spend time with God. We're going to be hearing all kinds of invitations from God over the next few weeks. What are we going to discover about the attitudes and actions of different people in the Bible as they heard God call them by name? What are we going to find out about ourselves? How will God reveal himself as we receive these invitations to prayer? As we hear each invitation, let's say, yes, I will, to God's wait and stop. Let's say yes 
to knowing God better. Thank you. Let's let's do that. Let's stop. I like that interjection. Get my attention. But then he's asking us to wait. Mm, yeah, opposite. Anyway, anyway. Right, we're going to sing again. And after this, Fiona's going to bring our uh, reading. Thank you very much.
this mini-talk a helpful starter? Gideon, is he a great prayer in the Bible? Remember, listening in, great prayers of the Bible. John, you're a logical person. Surely you shouldn't have Gideon as the first example of a great prayer. Surely, if you'd started by considering people like Daniel, King David, King Jehoshaphat, King Solomon, St. Paul, Elijah, Simeon, who was in the temple when Jesus was brought to be presented there, Nehemiah, Hannah, who's Samuel's mom, Isaiah, Moses, or some of the prayers in the book of Acts. Now that would have been a cracking start. Do you know what, though? I think Gideon is a great prayer. 
you all look startled. But let me explain a little more because you'll hear what I'm, I'm thinking and that's okay. My Sunday school teacher, I seem to remember said, don't be like Gideon. Maybe your Sunday school teacher said the same, but now I'm saying, be like Gideon. He could be a hero in the Bible. It might be, in fact, we know, people like Thomas in the Gospels. He was sort of not thought of so well, is he? And maybe Jonah and Gideon in the Old Testament. They're not thought of as heroes either or great people. But I think they are. So let's have a think about that. I think that Gideon was daft. Gideon was a bit silly because he knew God. And yet he had ideas of his own. But the thing is, the reason I've started with Gideon is that there's a lot of Gideon in all of us. There's a lot of Gideon's attitudes in you. We all have our daft moments. We're not always singing on the same page as God is on his hymn sheet. And yet, God invites us to come to him, to wait, to listen, and then to do what he says. Gideon was a person just like us, foolish, sometimes on the wrong track. And yet God used him because he stopped what he was doing. He waited a while. He listened to God's instruction and then largely obeyed what God said. He often stopped, waited, listened and obeyed. Now, we know that uh, from sort of reading the Bible a lot in the past, that the judges is a period of the same, then the same again. It's a cycle, isn't it? How God's people, the Israelites, knew God and worshipped him. And then they got a bit complacent and blasé. And instead of purely worshipping Yahweh, they started worshipping other things. And then bad things started happening to the country. And then the Israelites would cry out to God, oh, God, help us, save us. We need you. Only you can deliver us. God would answer their prayer and then God would send a person. We call them judges or you might see them as military leaders or community leaders and they'd be rescued. There'd be a time of peace and then the cycle would all happen again. Gideon was one of those judges that God sent to rescue the people of Israel. Now, over the last few weeks, as I've been reading about Gideon and other prayers in the Bible, I've found several personal challenges. I'm just going to make three uh, be thought about today. And I want us to think about the first one then. Challenge number one. Gideon wasn't having a quiet time with God when God came along and called him. He was doing something secret. He didn't want anyone to know about it. And he was doing this in order to stay alive. Because, you know, if you wanted to use wheat to cook with, you had to, first of all, plant it. You had to look after it. 
and then you had to harvest it. And after that, you had to fresh it, which was separating the edible parts, like the grain, from the straw that you didn't need in cooking. It was doing it secretly, of course. Now, in the book of Ruth, we hear about Ruth going to the threshing floor. And that's what they were doing there. They were probably stomping on the grain or getting oxen or donkeys to walk on the grain and the, uh, the harvest so that they could separate what they wanted for cooking from what they wanted for other things. He had to wait and stop, even though he wasn't having a quiet time to listen to God. He was doing something important, but he had to stop. He had to wait. He had to listen, even though it wasn't at the apportioned time when you would expect God to talk to him. How's that with you? Are you ready to God for God to talk to you in your quiet time? Of course. Thank you, Colin. Are you ready, anyone else, to listen to God and wait on God when you're busy doing something else? when you're busy doing important things. I'm trying to put my thumbs up. I want to be ready, but that's what God is calling us to do. In your quiet time or not in your quiet time, be ready to listen to God. Stop what you're doing. Remember, wait, stop, listen and obey. That's challenge number one. Challenge number two. We know that God didn't see, that Gideon rather, didn't see himself as God saw him. And I know we all have a view of ourselves that have built up over decades for many of us. Things that have happened to us, things that people have said. And we come to believe sometimes the things that other people have said instead of the things that God says. Gideon was called a mighty warrior. The Hebrew, gibor, and it means strong, audacious, valiant, a champion, someone who is outstanding, brave, fearless. We know from this prayer conversation that Gideon didn't see himself like that at all. I've said this before, I know I have, but I think about it quite regularly. There's something beautiful about Gideon's name. G. I-D-E-O-N. God is dependent entirely on nobodies. Gideon. G-I-D-E-O-N. God is dependent entirely on nobodies. Hooray! I hear you say, because even if you're not saying outwardly, you're thinking in yourself that you're a nobody. God wants to use you. God is giving you an invitation today where he wants you to stop, to wait, to listen and obey, even if you think you're a nobody. That's for all of you. Challenge number three. We know Gideon wasn't keen on what, what God was asking him to do. But of course, he's not the only person in the Bible who was like that. Do you remember Jeremiah's calling? Jeremiah chapter one, verses four to ten. This is from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. The word of the Lord came to me. 
I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. But I protested. This is Jeremiah. Oh, no, Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak since I'm only a youth. Then the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth, for you will go to everyone I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth and told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. See, I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. Jeremiah protested because he thought he was too young. Do you protest? Or do you stop, wait, listen and obey? We all want to see Jesus to be central in this country. We want to see him have prominence in education, social services, uh, politics, economics. The country's in a mess, we know that, and only God can sort it out. But what are we doing about it? Are we stopping, waiting, listening and obeying? Smith Wigglesworth wrote this. The reason the world is not seeing Jesus is that Christian people are not filled with Jesus. They are satisfied with attending meetings weekly, reading the Bible occasionally and praying sometimes. It is an awful thing for me to see people who profess to be Christians, lifeless, powerless and in a place where their lives are so parallel to unbelievers' lives that it is difficult to tell which place they are in, whether in the flesh or in the spirit. Gideon led the people of Israel because he was called by God to do that. He stopped from what he was doing. He waited, he listened, and he generally obeyed what God said. We know none of the people in the Bible are brilliant. And as Nick said a couple of weeks ago, we're meant to be copying Jesus. So let me throw this in as I finish. And I do mean that. I'm not going to go on for another five minutes as some people do. We are meant to copy Jesus. Jesus would often pray even during the busiest parts of his earthly ministry. Jesus stopped, waited, listened and obeyed what his father was asking him to do. The big challenge today and over the next few weeks is for us to do the same as Jesus. We're all called to say and do something for God and with God, but we need to stop. We need to wait. We need to listen and then to obey. So I'm going to pray and then Jill's going to come back and lead us in our song. Lord, we thank you that you want us to pray. You want us to, to be stirred up, to listen, to obey, to wait and to just be so enveloped and overawed by you that we just can't do anything else. So, Lord, we decide to stop what we're doing, to wait, to listen and to obey, whether it's at the right time of the day in our quiet time or not. 
whether it's whether we agree with you what you're asking us to do whether we feel that we're good enough to be called by you or whether we feel we're nobodies lord today we give our lives to you and help us to pray as we stop wait listen and obey help us to see your kingdom come through our lives because of this what we're doing amen amen thank you right stop wait listen obey joe what the thing that um just struck me about um the gideon bible passage was god asked gideon to go with the strength he had he didn't say i will give you more strength and then you can go he said go in with the strength you have that, that got me I'm like, Ooh, okay but you know when <laughs> God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Amen. No problem. Anyway, we're going to declare a bit of that now. We're going, we're going to sing, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. This is a good old hymn that we can absolutely, you know, go for it in. So let's finish our service together with uh, declaring some more amazing truth. And uh, let's declare it um, over our lives and, and over whatever God is going to be uh, asking us to do when we stop and wait and listen this week.
Lord, thank you that you are alive, that you are powerful and mighty, and that when you um, give us an interjection and you ask us to, to stop and wait and listen, God, you have something to say that we need to hear. So God, I pray you'll give us listening ears and you'll help us to be aware of your Holy Spirit's prompts this week. God, we want to love you and serve you in all the ways that we can, not, not just occasionally when we feel like or when we hear because we weren't really listening. God, we want to be more like Jesus. Help us to be like him. Thank you for giving him as an example to us. And thank you for giving him to us as our saviour, which means we are in full relationship with you and can walk in confidence of your power being used in us this week. Lord, will you just pour your Holy Spirit all over us and in us and throughout us and yes, let us be um, effective and useful to you, I pray, today and this coming week. Amen. Amen. Amen.